everybody, I'm John Miller, and this is For Old Missouri. And today, I want to change gears a little bit and talk about UFC 235, featuring not one, but two true sons, graduates from the University of Missouri. But you know what, before I get to that, I feel compelled to acknowledge Coach Bob Burchard from Columbia College. Because last night, Columbia College, their season ended with a 52-51 loss to Missouri Baptist in the first round of the AMC tournament. And with that, Coach Burchard's career is over as well. And with it, according to the Columbia Tribune, he will retire as the NIA's winningest active coach with an incredible record of 788 wins and 269 losses. And I just wanted to personally say, I covered Columbia College, both the men's and the women's, in their 03-04 campaign. And I just want to say that uh, Bob Burchard was really, really good to me. And not only when I was covering the team, specifically as a young, budding, intrepid student reporter with the Columbia Missourian, but also later, the next year, when... I became the the Missourian sports reporter. The, I'm sorry, the sports columnist. And when there was rumors around when the Sprint Center was opening in Kansas City about them possibly getting an NBA team, I thought, who better to talk to than Bob Burchard about this this town and this area and its its desire to see NBA hoops? So I thought, who again, who better to talk to than Bob Burchard and He was more than willing to talk to me, gave me a bunch of great quotes, and we had just a fun conversation about basketball that had absolutely nothing to do with Columbia College or really anything that was going to help him recruit anybody or improve his program really in any direct way whatsoever. But he was just a nice enough guy to take some time out of his day and have just a fun basketball conversation with me. And Coach Burchard, I just want to say that Covering your team, I've never respected anybody's knowledge of basketball anymore. I really haven't. You guys played a special brand of basketball, in my opinion. From my eyes, it started on the defensive end, and it all flowed from there to a fast-paced, share-the-ball kind of style on offense that I frankly fell in love with. It was really great stuff. And Anyway, long story short, I just want to tip my hat to Coach Bob Burchard, and congratulations on an incredible 31 years at Columbia College, my good sir. And with that said, let's move on to Mixed Martial Arts and UFC 235, which is tomorrow night. Yes, for 65 bucks or so, you too can watch Ben Askren and Tyron Woodley, former teammates, wrestling teammates at the University of Missouri, And really good friends as well. You can see them compete against different opponents. And you you get John Jones in the main event on top of that. Now, to me, that's an easy one. Any Mizzou fan, anybody who can hear this, I can't imagine why you wouldn't be interested in that. Scrounge together some friends and pluck down your 65 bucks, will you? You know, it's interesting. I've actually been following Tyron Woodley since... We took jazz, pop, and rock together at one point. By the way, one of the most fun classes you could ever take at Mizzou, jazz, pop, and rock with Michael Buds. Not sure if that's still going, but if it is, 
Take it, kids. Just trust me. But anyway, I just happened to notice a guy in a letterman's jacket, and I thought, huh, who's this fella? Oh, he seems to be a wrestler, and his name's Tyron Woodley. Oh, cool. Good for him. Well, I followed his career as a sports reporter just here and there and noticed that, hey, wow, this guy's really good. He's a two-time All-American. But you know what? Mr. Woodley was later surpassed by Mr. Ben Askren. Yes, that guy got a lot of ink in Columbia, Missouri, and for good reason. See, Askren went something like 87-0 and his last two years at Missouri and winning two national titles. Yeah, that'll get you some good press coverage. Now, recently, during Monday's UFC 235 media luncheon, Woodley said, talking about Ben Askren, that Askren's been talking crap like this since college, and I just quit trying to calm him down because I recognize that there's an art behind it, and it is never taken away from his performance. I think we've been a pretty good yin and yang since we have been into college. Well, again... Woodley has gone on to be quite the UFC fighter, quite the mixed martial artist. You see, Woodley is favored as a slight favorite at minus 165 to retain his welterweight championship for a fifth time. And let me tell you something. People say the NFL, they like to joke that it stands for not for long. Well, I don't know what MMA stands for to make that joke happen, but certainly Consecutive successful title defenses at that level are really few and far between. For instance, Ronda Rousey, who's a legend in the sport, obviously, defended her title six times successfully. Now, the record is from flyweight Demetrius Harris, who defended his flyweight title successfully 11 times. And he's notable because, guess what? He was just recently traded for Ben Askren. Yes, you guessed it. It all came together, didn't it? So that's why I'm a good broadcaster, aren't I? Polished. Polished. But as I've been reading all the hype about funky Ben Askren, as he likes to call himself, and obviously people like his best buddy Tyron Woodley talking about what a goofball he is, basically, well, it, it reminded me of Askren's run in the 2008 Olympics. It just reminded me, gosh, what happened there? I had to go back and look at Elizabeth Merrill's piece from ESPN.com at that time. And Askren went out in the quarterfinals, I believe. He had another chance to get in the bronze after his opponent that defeated him, then lost. Long story short, Askren was eliminated before medal contention, much to his disappointment. And afterwards, after a couple hours, he finally emerged from behind the media gates and said, I don't know what you want to hear from me, Askren said. My dreams are crushed. It just wasn't good enough. I sucked. And then Elizabeth says, Askren says he doesn't know where he'll go from here. There's been talk that he'll try mixed martial arts, but his coach, Sean Charles, is sure Askren will be back, meaning back at the Olympics. He couldn't end it this way. And after an awkward pause, Askren leaves. He has nothing else to say. Well, ironically, of course, as we know, Ben Askren would have much to say in the preceding 10 years. And indeed, Askren would skip out on another opportunity to fight, or to wrestle, I should say, in the 2012 Olympics. 
He gave up amateur wrestling in order to pursue a career in professional mixed martial arts. And just about 10 years ago, Askren made his debut on February 7th, 2009 at, you guessed it, come on, you guys remember where it was? Where was Ben Askren's first fight? It was right here in Columbia, Missouri at the Holiday Inn Executive Center where he won the first round TKO. How about that? The Executive Center. And then you know what? He had his second fight in Columbia as well, another victory for Askren. So it just goes to show you that humble beginnings can really, really come a long way, can it? And it also goes to show you just as much of a goofball, quote-unquote, as Ben Askren is, anybody who thinks that he isn't one of the most hyper-competitive people to ever walk under the arches at Memorial Union, you're out of your mind because he's up there. He's up there with anybody in terms of just pure will, pure desire, and just competitive spirit. But while Tyron Woodley has sort of quietly gone about his successful business the last few years in the UFC in the Ultimate Fighting Championship, Ben Askren did not have that easy of a path to UFC, despite his outstanding record in the sport, in other promotions like Bellator and One. You see, in spite of all that, UFC is not just simply a fight game. It's also a promotion, just like a wrestling promotion, a pro wrestling promotion. You see, you have to actually, it does matter when you have people and stars that can talk people into the building, as the old saying goes. And also, to be frank, most fight fans tend to like a style of throwing haymakers at each other. UFC fans, for as much as they talk a good game about about Brazilian jiu-jitsu and wrestling and all that stuff, if somebody like Ben Askren can just immediately take you to the ground and the fight remains on the ground for the vast majority of the, of the time, then people tend to get bored. People tend to start booing, unfortunately. Well, you see, his whole style there, his quote-unquote boring style, that's what's that really chapped Dana White's ass in a lot of ways. You see, Dana is the ultimate promoter. He's very much like Vince McMahon. He's almost exactly like Vince McMahon in every way, in that he's a promoter who understands everything about business, every little detail. And also like Vince McMahon, when Dana White decides that he doesn't see star power in you, it takes a lot to change his mind. But also like Vince McMahon, while Dana White can certainly hold a grudge, and he held a grudge against Ben Askren for a long time. Because, you see, it wasn't just that Ben was a somewhat arguably boring fighter. It's that Ben threw a lot of haymakers at Dana White's way. And this certainly pissed Dana off. See, it's easy to think that, oh, again, I invoked pro wrestling there for a second. So it's easy to think, oh, this is all just a work to make to make for a good story for UFC 235. Oh, this has been years in the making. Well, that's the problem. There's no way that this has been seven, eight years in the making because that's how long this Dana White and Ben Askren feud has lasted. You see, recently or in the last few years, Dana White tweeted out, hey, 
when Ambien can't sleep, it takes Ben Askren. And just various shots they've been throwing at each other for years. And Ben talks about how Dana is so insecure and all this stuff. And just basically just keeps throwing pot shots at him. Well, again, like Vince McMahon, even though he can hold a grudge, as soon as he can see that he can make money with you, aha, then all of a sudden he'll, he will drop that grudge and shake your hand, at least in a contractual sense, if not a I respect you sense. Because I still don't think there's a whole lot of love lost between Ben Askren and Dana White. Frankly, while it made total financial sense on one hand for Ben Askren to immediately take a foray into mixed martial arts, it also took a lot of guts on that man's part as well. And I really respect him and Woodley for taking that step because while wrestlers do, they tend to do really well in that sport, it's not so easy to, when you've never had to strike before, when you've never had to defend against strikes before, or actual just different style submissions, different style jujitsu and moves that are not frankly just illegal in, in amateur style wrestling. It took a lot of guts for him to make that transition and to make the transition his way as well. Again, he started fighting off in the minor leagues, essentially in the executive center, crawled his way through one and Bellator fought, fought overseas all, all over the place. And now finally, for the first time ever, tomorrow night, it all comes full circle. He won. He's going to fight in Las Vegas tomorrow against UFC veteran and former champion Robbie Lawler. Just an incredible story. And he's a pretty significant favorite, too. Minus 285, meaning you'd have to bet $285 to win 100 if Askren were to win. Pretty incredible for a UFC debut. It really is. And honestly, Askren says in today's piece on the ringer.com, which I will link to, and I'll link to Elizabeth Merrill's piece as well. Askren said, I feel like if I do win this fight, I'm going to become a mega superstar overnight. And it's a really weird feeling, but you just feel the energy around it, you know? And you don't know why it's a weird feeling, but I feel like it'll fucking explode. And again, that's his quote, not mine. Sorry, I should have told you to turn down the radio for your kiddos. But seriously, though, I really think that Ben Askren, this path that he took and the result that he's gotten by being the first man to ever be involved in a trade, an interpromotional mixed martial arts trade, certainly the first one involving the UFC, when, when Dana White absolutely hates the guy, He's admitting that Ben Askren is a draw and that he can be a draw, assuming he wins tomorrow's fight against Robbie Lawler. So this is a big, big, big moment for him. It's possible he could become a huge star. Now, will that mean that you can be a star? You can be a star if you're hated and if you're loved. How will the UFC fans take him? I'm not so sure. I'm really not so sure. But it'll be somewhat up to the style of the fight, and it'll be somewhat up to how does the general UFC fan feel about Dana White? Are they blindly loyal to him, or are they somewhat like the WWE fan who can be a little bit put off by Vince McMahon at times, but damn it, at the end of the day, we love him anyway, don't we? So anyway, I just want you all 
to show some love for Ben Askren tomorrow and get together with some friends and watch that fight because this could be a really, really big deal. And honestly, I think it's way cooler what he's done than if he would have come back and won the gold medal. Now, don't get me wrong. He was already a Mizzou legend. You see, that's my point. I don't think it would have it would have resonated in America for a little while for sure, but I think this can really resonate over a longer period of time than any gold medal would have won, would have gotten him outside of Mizzou. And and again, quite frankly, he was already a Mizzou legend with or without that gold medal. He was already a gigantic star here anyway. So I think this has taken him to possible national and world stardom here. You never know. And again, it could be the hated star. But you know what? I'll be rooting for him anyway. So Tyron Woodley, Ben Askren, hope you guys get her done tomorrow. Best of luck to a couple true sons. All right, and this true son's going to get out of here on this Friday afternoon. Hope you all have a good one. See you later. with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.